My name is Sofia. I'm a marketing media manager at Dasher Consulting. And I'm Russian. It is a vital fact for this issue. So I'm so excited to record this marketed bits because the topic is the today's Chinese market for Russian products and cultural exports. Before I start, a few formalities. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our future videos. Also, your likes and comments provide invaluable support that motivates us to keep creating free content for you. In addition, we will respond to any questions you might have in the comment section. Since China is one of the key trade partners of Russia nowadays, I'd like to start with an overview of trade relationships between China and Russia. In 2019, China was Russia's leading import origin and export destination and the trade volume between these two countries hit a record of over 107 billion US dollars. In the first half of 2020, the export value of goods from Russia to China reached 23.7 billion US dollars, a 12% decrease from the same period in 2019. In 2020, the share of oil was decreasing, but due to the growth in exports of non-primary products to China, in general, exports were growing. So sales of fish and seafood showed growth. Export of soybeans, rapeseed and sunflower oil were increasing, and the year-to-year -year growth accounts for almost 50%. Poultry exports were increasing as well. Also, one of the aims of the research was to understand the associations that Russia evokes among Chinese consumers. As a result of the research, food products are the first thing that the Chinese associate with goods from Russia. According to Taobao and Tmall rankings, Russian seafood, sweets and supplements are gaining more popularity in the Chinese market. Based on Baidu images, brands that produce alcohol and food products such as flour, honey and vegetables oil are the first association with Russian brands for the Chinese consumers. While on Jihu, Russian ice cream is a popular topic for discussion. Here I want to quickly tell you a story of one of the most popular Russian ice cream brands in China. It's called Iceberry and it paved the way for all Russian ice cream markets to come to China. In September 2016, Vladimir Putin met with potential investors in the Far East. One of the Chinese businessmen complained that they were not allowed to import ice cream from Russia. The Russian president admitted that he was surprised and promised when going to China to bring ice cream to Xi Jinping. In 2016, during a bilateral meeting before the G20 summit, Russian president presented a tube of ice cream to General Secretary of the Communist Party of China. As a result, in the very beginning of 2018, Iceberry presented almost 30 varieties of ice cream to the Chinese market at the Russian trade mission in China. And as of the first week of 2020, Iceberry had exported 70 tons of ice cream to China. Despite the success of some brands, B2B is still the key area of cooperation. Chinese factories are in need of Russian materials and non-mineral resources are becoming a more important area of Russian exports to China. According to China Customs Service statistics, nuclear energy equipment, aircraft equipment, medical equipment and electric machines saw a significant increase in exports from Russia to China in 2018-2019. 
As China is getting more concerned about domestic environmental problems, it will need more clean energy experts from other countries. That is why atomic equipment and forestry are increasing their positions in Russian exports to China. Besides, China's tension with the US gives the Russian agricultural sector a chance to replace American producers. Let's talk about B2C sectors now. There are three key retail channels for Russian goods in China. One of them is tourism. Here are some tendencies about tourism we noticed during the research. Firstly, the tourism destinations of Chinese travelers in Russia is no longer limited to Moscow and St. Petersburg. Chinese tourists come to Russia for a unique vacation. For instance, they try to experience the so-called snow travel in the Arctic. Secondly, we observed a change in the structure of expenses towards entertainment. So, young Chinese tourists tend to prioritize experience – theaters, museums, ballet, over shopping. As for shopping, the most popular goods purchased in Russia are amber and cosmetics. They account for 30% of all spending. The second retail channel is brick-and-mortal stores. Most brick-and-mortal retail stores are located in cities close to the Russian border. For example, in Harbin there is a whole street of Russian shops and restaurants named Central Avenue or Dongyuan Pedestrian Street, where you can find a lot of Russian cosmetics, sweets and snacks and can easily distribute parcel to any city in China. The last retail channel is e-commerce. There are several Russian e-commerce platforms that allow Russian manufacturers to easily enter the Chinese market. Among them are Epinduo and Dakai Taowa. As mentioned earlier, Russian food and beverage and household goods are becoming well-known in China. Some Chinese consumers are already familiar with Russian sweets, alcohol and seafood brands. I would say that the key competitive advantages of Russian's food and beverage sector are its cheap price and good quality. In addition, new is a fertile time for Russian household and cosmetics goods as Chinese market share is freed up by the withdrawal of Korean brands. China will account for 41% of the world's consumption of luxury goods by 2025. And of course, Russia can offer luxury goods to meet the growing appetites of Chinese consumers. Chinese people are aware of the high quality of Russian amber, nephrite and jewelry. Moreover, art and antiques are gaining in value. Additionally, in the luxury segment, Russian crafts and caviar may occupy a strong position in the Chinese market. Last but not least, Russian intellectual products, services and technologies are a separate sector with great potential in the Chinese market. Based on Anastasia Tarasevich, CEO at Epinduo, IT projects related to entertainment are doing well today and have great prospects. For example, the Russian military-themed game War Thunder. Tencent got the right to distribute this game in China and they adapted it for the local market. To sum up, Russian gaming technology could have a big future in China's massive market. In conclusion, based on our research, I would like to give this friendly advice to all Russian brands planning to enter the Chinese market.
So Russian companies need to pay more attention to marketing, brand adaptation and brand awareness. To add value to the goods, as well as form nice brand reputation, it is necessary first to inform Chinese consumers about the modern nature of Russia and second, replace the established stereotypes from the Soviet Union era. For this, Russian brands should start investing in Chinese market research, branding, packaging and promotion. On top of that, Russian brands can increase awareness and networking through participation in commodity fairs. Besides, firms can use bonded warehouses or zones to decrease the tax burdens and simplify the procedure of entrance to the local market. To learn more about Chinese consumers and China market entry strategies, you can find our blog at tasiaconsulting.com or follow us either on WeChat or LinkedIn. All the links can be found in the description. Mm -hmm.